Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You can wrap this one, my friend, in maroon and white. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. No rolling thunder, no pouring rain here at the Country Club of Jackson. What a beautiful day out here at the Sanderson Farms Championship. You know... I always thought one day I would have my own radio show and get to host it live from a golf course. It just fits my way of life, is what I'm thinking. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. You can catch us at your local Super Talk affiliate, supertalk.fm, Super Talk TV, where you can see my bright, smiling face and this beautiful uh, backdrop behind me. And, of course, the Super Talk app. There's a lot of places to get Super Talk. I like it that way. It makes it easier to find me. Not, not that I'm that hard uh, to find. Rhino is in Studio X just down the road here. He's making sure everything is done correctly. Without him, I would be lost, adrift at sea in a in a in a in an ocean of mediocrity. That, that's as good a compliment as I can give you, Rhino. I appreciate Hope it. You, you deserve it. You deserve it, my friend. It is the start of the biggest stretch of games since the last biggest stretch of games at Mississippi State, probably since the 2014 season where you had that that stretch of LSU, Texas A&M, and Auburn. This time it's Texas A&M, it's Auburn, it's, uh, I'm sorry, it's Arkansas, and it's Kentucky. Those three games defined that season. Those three games were what pushed Mississippi State to number one in the polls. And I, I made the comment before the LSU game of this season having a, a whiff of 2014. That, 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 I, over, I overplayed my hand there for sure. But I, I, there's no, you know, State's not going to the top of the polls. But beyond just this season, guys, beyond just what happens in 2022, this next three games is going to define Mike Leach's legacy at Mississippi State. I truly believe that. He goes 3-0 in these next three games. This this fan base is locked in with Mike Leach. They're ready to go forward. They're ready to all be part of the Air Raid Army. Maybe it's an Air Raid Air Force. I don't know. 2-1. and one. We're cool. We're cool. You know, what, what is it? It ain't no problem. It ain't no problem. We get into the 1-2 and two range, and everybody's going to be like, okay, what exactly are, is the $5.5 million going for? So these next three games are huge. And I think the biggest one is the first one. I think that first domino has to fall over for Mississippi State. They've got to get the win this weekend against Texas A&M. I don't see them not getting all three wins. Well, obviously, if they lose. You can't lose games in the SEC and win them. But I just feel like if they lose this first one, they're not going 2-1 and one either. I think they need the push. They need the the momentum that will come with a big home win over Texas A&M, a Texas A&M team that we have said on this show, on the podcast, on Sports Talk Mississippi, that it's overrated. 
They're they're not they were not worthy of that top ten billing. They're probably not worthy of their top twenty five billing right now. Max Johnson is not a quarterback that scares you. They have a lot of question marks all over the offensive side of the ball. They've lost their best play their second best playmaker, their best receiver, Anaya Smith. He's out for the season. They can't score a lot of points. They can't score hardly any points. Look at their games against FBS competition this year. 14, 17, and 23, but seven of that comes off of a turnover, off of a defensive touchdown. Mississippi State needs this win. They're favored for a reason. They have the better quarterback. They're playing at home. Everything's working in their favor to be favored and win this football game. You win this game next week against Arkansas. Arkansas's reeling a little bit, right? They lost last week into Texas A&M, and you can bet your bottom dollar they're going to lose on Saturday. They got to play Alabama. You know, Arkansas is the worst pass defense in the country. They have one of the worst pass defenses in all of college football. And when I say all of college football, I don't just mean FBS. I don't just mean you know Division One. You can take every Division Three team. You can take Millsaps and Bellhaven and look at their pass defense. It's better statistically than Arkansas's is. They're terrible. What does Mississippi State like to do? Well, they like to pass the football. So you just got to feel good about that, right? And then you have Kentucky. I'll, we'll know everything we need to know about Kentucky about the same time that we know a little bit more about Mississippi State. Because Kentucky goes to Oxford this weekend. If they push Ole Miss around, you got a game on your hands when you go up to Lexington. But Ole Miss could expose Kentucky this weekend. Ole Miss could go up there and, and you know completely shut them down. Kentucky's offensive line, which has been a strength for so many years for the Wildcats, it's not great this year. It's not. These are three winnable football games, and this is why you hired Mike Leach. You hired him to elevate your program. You hired him to win these games. You're going to be favored in at least two of them. They'll be favored. State will be favored next week, almost regardless of what happens on Saturday. But if they win, they'll definitely be favored. And if they beat Arkansas and they're five and one, they're going to be favored when they go to Lexington. I would predict. You you pay the man five and a half million dollars a year to win these games. No questions asked. Nobody nobody can say that that's not the case. Nobody can say my expectations are too high. Nobody can say that. Well, you know, you're you're putting too much on. This is year three. You expect improvement. You've in, you've invested in your program. You've given them a raise already. Time to deliver. Starting this weekend. Period. I don't have any other words for. I mean, I could end the show there if I wanted to, and because that is where that is the most important statement. This is Mike Leach's time to show that he's the right man for Mississippi State to lead this program to whatever the next level for it is. I don't believe it's a national championship level, but can it be a consistent eight, nine win program year in, year out? It can, but it's got to start here. The good news is, and there's there's good news. I feel like I'm the harbinger of uh, of doom here, which I, you know has been my my cachet for many many years. You're better than Texas A&M. You're better than Arkansas. I don't know about Kentucky just yet. But I feel like, I mean, look at last year. You handled that team easily in Starkville. Will Rogers couldn't miss last year against that Kentucky defense. You're better than these three teams. That's why it's so important. If this game was more of a toss-up, if this game was more of, well, A&M is just better and State's going to have to play, I could maybe dial it back a little bit. No, I won't. Mississippi State's better than Texas A&M. They beat them last year. They got the better quarterback. They're playing at home. They should win the football game. 
That's a fair expectation. No reason to think otherwise. The, the poor old attitude has to, it's, it's, if it's ever going to go out the door, it's got to sort of start here. These are games Mississippi State should expect to win. Mississippi State fans should expect to win them. They should embrace being favored in these games. They should be willing to say, we are the better team. Mississippi State is going to beat Texas A&M. And if you're, if you're not willing to do that, well, then what, what are you doing? Why are you spending money on tickets? Why are you, why are you, why are you coming to the games? Just stay home if you think you're going to get beat. If you're scared, say so you're scared. Can't, can't play scared against Texas A&M. Against Alabama, sure, play scared. Feel free to play scared against Alabama and Georgia. Nobody will judge you for that. Against Texas A&M, what have they done? They lost to App State. They beat a Miami team that we know is horribly overrated. And then Arkansas handed them the game. Now, granted, good job. They took advantage of it. They won the game. But what am I, why am I impressed by Texas A&M? What am I seeing from them that makes me think, oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to they're gonna come into Starkville and just roll all over Mississippi State. No, I don't believe that for one second. I believe this Mississippi State team is going to win. This is a huge game for a, a number of guys. It's huge for Mike Leach. It's huge for Will Rogers. It's huge for Zach Arnett. It's huge for John Cohen. This is a massive game for Mississippi State. This is the biggest home game State's played in quite some time. Maybe going back to the to the Florida game, 2018, Mullins' return. I mean, maybe going back further than that to the Auburn game. You know, that's obviously that can't be topped that Auburn game in 2014. Can't top that game. But this is up there in terms of the stakes for me, for me anyway, because we've had two years of Mike Leach, and the program got better from year one to year two. And if it's going to get better from year two to year three, it starts by winning games in this stretch. This month of October will define Mississippi State football, not only in 2022, but for 2023, 2024, 2025. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. And it's got to start this weekend. We'll see if that can happen. though. So let's talk about why this game is important to those guys that I just mentioned. Let's talk about why it's important to Mike Leach, to Will Rogers, to Zach Arnett, to John Cohen. Because it is. And it's all important for different reasons. So we're going to go through that. We're going to talk about why I think Mississippi State's going to win this football game. Where they have the advantages and where they need to work, watch out for the weaknesses. We'll talk about that later in the show. And of course I'll give you my playmakers and my prediction for Mississippi State and Texas A&M. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Thunder and Lightning Live on Super Talk Mississippi. Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Breeze is kicking out here at the Country Club of Jackson. I don't know what hole I'm off of. What do we know? It's like maybe that's close to the 18th. I don't know. I don't know the golf, as you guys well know. 
we leave that to the other guys on Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be here tomorrow as well uh, from the Country Club of Jackson. And then Friday, uh, Paul Gallo, although it's actually Richard Cross. Mornings with Richard Cross will be here. What? They're, they're, they're laughing at me off, off, off camera here. And uh, Middays with Gerard will be here as well. This is Thunder and Lightning Live, though, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad with you on Wednesday evening. Thank you for joining me. I always appreciate it. If you ever missed the show, it's available on my podcast feed. If you subscribe to the uh, Thunder and Lightning podcast, this show pops up every day, every time we uh, we do it. So you, can, you won't have to miss a single thing. We've had some great content on the podcast this week. We talked to Brandon Marcello earlier this week. We got to talk to Nick Fitzgerald, who uh, revealed, like, had a sort of a Maury Povich thing happen, revealed that he is the biological father of Texas A&M. Had no idea. Those were his children. But uh, And then to tomorrow, uh, Alex Miller from the Bryan College Station Eagle uh, joins us on the Thunder and Lightning podcast to give us some great insight to the Aggies. Four guys, four Bulldogs, who have a lot to prove. Maybe prove's not the right word. Have a lot to gain with a win on, on Saturday. Let's start with Mike Leach because he's the most obvious one. Obviously, you know, if he wins this game... His record against top twenty-five teams at Mississippi State is pretty good, and, and, and I don't, I, I don't go into the whole. I'm not going to delve deep into the. Uh, well, what do they finish ranked? Eh, that's not for me. Nobody talks about State's win in 1980 over the number four ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. Nobody says that. It's all oh, they be number one. That what they were when you played them. That's what we're going to go by. But for Leach. Who was hired at Mississippi State? Following, say what you want about Joe Moorhead, and say what you want. About, and we all, we all know, you know, it's one of those wink, wink, nudge, nudge, that kind of things. We all know what was going on there at the end with Joe Moorhead. He had to go. He had to go. But the man went to two bowl games. The man beat Ole Miss twice. That is usually what gets you a long extension at Mississippi State. Not, not, not getting shown the door. So when you bring in a coach, you bring in a sitting head coach, a successful coach like Mike Leach, the expectation is he will win more than the previous guys will. Well, now you're near three. I'll write off year. You know, I'm not a big fan of writing off year one, and I know everybody had the same kind of situation. Nobody got a spring practice in. Nobody got to to to, to do anything in the summer. I get all that. I'll, 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 I'll do you the favor though. I'll write it off. Year two, you win seven games. You go from four wins to seven. You beat Texas A&M, Kentucky, and Auburn. You finish four and four in the conference and finish, uh, I think, fourth in, or third in the West, fourth in the West. You overachieved by, all, by every possible metric. You just ended the season poorly, and that's what everybody remembered. Everybody forgot about coming back down from, uh, from Auburn, the Auburn game. Everybody forgot about winning at Texas A&M, and they just remember getting beat by Ole Miss and then getting blown out in the bowl game. All that goes away with a win for Mike Leach. And then you start talking about Mike Leach building this program into an even more consistent winner than Dan Mullen did with a win on Saturday. That's what's got to happen for him. He's got to be the guy who who, who puts it into concrete, the, fa- the foundation that he's built. He's the guy who's got to say, okay, Saturday is the, the step forward. We've been building towards this moment here. That comes on Saturday. If you win, you start moving forward again. A loss, and it's, it's, it's a step back. 
It's a step back, and you have Mississippi State fans asking the question, when? When is it going to happen? When is Mississippi State going to start moving forward under Mike Leach? Because if you lose this game and you're sitting at 3-2, and two, you know you're losing to Alabama and Georgia. I mean, we can we can play the whole, well, that's why they play the game. We, we can do that. But you, you guys know. You, get, you know. You're not, you don't need me to tell you what those games. State's going to be a massive underdog in those games. We'll just put it as, that's as gently as I can put it. It needs to start here. Four and one, then then to five and one, and then you know if you lose to Kentucky on the road, they're a good team. I, I can, you can swallow that loss, but if you win and you're six and one going to Alabama, happy days. This game is huge for Mike Leach because I think it not only defines him this season, I think it defines what he does going forward at Mississippi State because I, it defines on what kind of level of faith Mississippi State fans are going to have in Mike Leach. Let's talk about Will Rogers. Will. Fairly or unfairly is 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 biased by his system. People look at Will Rogers, they look at his numbers, and they say, "Well, he, you know, he throws the ball sixty times a game. What do you expect?" And I always make the same comment, like, "Yeah, he he does throw the ball sixty times a game, but there's no law in the books that says he has to complete them. He's you know he he, he can throw incompletions. He's he's completing like eighty percent of his passes this year. The guy's a good quarterback. He's a good college quarterback. Is he a great?" Pro quarterback, does he project to the next level? I'll leave that for the experts, but I, I would say no. I don't. I don't see him as that. And and honestly, you know, when you look at Mike Leach's track record, not a lot of guys in the NFL coming from his systems. You know, but that's fine. That doesn't mean you can't win and win big in college, as Mike Leach has done. So for Will Rod, but Will Rogers, the way he's going to get respect because he can't get it through stats. He can throw for 5,000 yards and 45 touchdowns, and everybody's going to be like, well, what do you expect? He gets respect through wins. Now, he won some games last year, and he – and he make no mistake, in those games, in those three big wins a season ago, you know, State won four SEC games, one's against Vanderbilt, whatever. Against Texas A&M, against Kentucky, and against, Will, uh, against Auburn, Will Rogers was really good in those games. Really accurate, moved the ball down the field, moved the chains – had complete command of the offense. We said it after the LSU game where Rodgers played poorly. State cannot win games where Rodgers plays poorly. They just can't. They're too, they're too quarterback dependent. They don't have a team built to say, well, the, you know, Rodgers was off, but the running game and the defense saved us today. Nah, can't happen. Will Rodgers' only way to get respect is to win games, to win big games. So he's got a lot on the line on uh on Saturday. Zach Arnett, maybe a little less on the line here than the other guys. Maybe a little less. Because I think Zach Arnett is, is well respected by Mississippi State fans. Not that Leach and Rogers aren't. But they feel like he's done less more with less over the last two years. But this AM offense is not good. It's just not good. There's no st- stat that you can point to and say, yeah, they do this well. They don't. I love Devon A. Shane. I think he's an explosive player. But he hasn't really done anything. He had a great game against Arkansas, and that's it. He didn't have a great game against App State or Miami. So Arnett needs to go out, and and he really needs to crank up this defense. And what's funny about it, and we talked about it on, uh, on tomorrow's podcast that you'll hear tomorrow, that... 
Arnett, by and large, we all know him, super aggressive, hyper aggressive. Blitz, 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 blitz. With this this game, I don't know how much you really want to blitz. I think you want to leave Max Johnson in the pocket and say, go ahead, kid, throw it down the field and see what happens. You know, you, you've had pretty good play from your safeties. Jalen Green and Jackie Matthews have been really good. I think Emmanuel Forbes has been good. I think Richardson's been good at the other corner. Colin Duncan, good in coverage. Sometimes, not man coverage. You've got some depth back there. I like what I've seen from Marcus Banks when he's been on the field, too. So if I'm Mississippi State and I'm Zach Arnett, I'm just like, go ahead, Max, win the game for your team. If you can. I don't think you can. But if something goes wrong and A&M moves the football on this team, that's going to be a bad look for Zach Arnett. Because it's not a good offensive team. You're better than they are in this matchup. You're better on defense than they are on offense. You should shut them down. You should be able to hold them to that, to very little. And then there's John Cohen, and it's really simple for John Cohen. You hired Joe Moorhead, and you had to let him go. Mike Leach isn't on the hot seat. But if he loses this game, people are going to start looking around and saying, you know, okay, win. Win. And then you get to the end of the season, and if you're not better than you were a season ago, people are going to start asking questions. You you don't want to have to hire a third football coach and – in five years, six years, something like that. So Cohen, you know, I think I think it's, it goes without saying that the athletic director wants his football team to win. That feels like you know, kind of a you know, Captain Obvious kind of moment. But it's more than that, though, because you got to make those you got to make those decisions. There's good news though, and we'll talk about it in, in uh, when we come back. I think State's going to win. I've been really dooming and glooming it up these past two these, these past thirty minutes. Let's turn the let's turn the let's turn the blinker on. Let's turn the corner. Let's talk about why Mississippi why Mississippi State is going to beat Texas A and M on Saturday. And we've got a question on the text line I want to get to as well. And we'll talk about that uh, when we come back. Why is Mississippi State and Ole Miss? Why are they favored when they against higher ranked teams? It's a good question. We'll answer it when we come back. We'll talk about why Mississippi State is going to beat Texas A and M. This is Thunder and Lightning Live. I'm Brian Haydad here at the Country Club of Jackson at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Feels good out here. It's going to feel good in Starkville on Saturday. We'll be back in just a minute. Mississippi. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. I got to be honest. I wish we had the big speakers going. Right now, because I would love to see these country club folks listening to this metal music that Rhino has for my show, just like cranking the Aussie up. I think it would be really, really funny. Thunder and Lightning Live, Super Talk Mississippi. I'm live at the Country Club of Jackson here for the Sanderson Farms Championship. Super Talk Mississippi will be here all uh, the rest of the week. Uh, Sports Talk Mississippi live here tomorrow from 3 to 6. And then on Friday, it's uh, the Paul Gallo Show, although that will be hosted by Richard Cross. I'm sure he can conjure up some some grumpiness. 
I'm sure he'll be fine being the grumpy old man in the morning. And then uh, Middays with Gerard will be here uh, as well. So plenty of uh, plenty of good stuff here from the Sanderson Farms Championship. This place is gorgeous, by the way. And the weather does not hurt that uh, that opinion either. We had a text here. Jim from Caledonia says, first I said, congrats on your show. Well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. Why are State and Ole Miss favored against higher-ranked teams? This is a great question, in my opinion, because you would just think straight up. I mean, I know there these, the, the, the two higher-ranked teams are on the road, but you would just think a top-ten team like Kentucky would be favored at Ole Miss, but they're not. In fact, that line is growing in Ole Miss's favor. And then for State... You know, A and M isn't that they're ranked, but I think A and M is ranked as a function of being a top ten team so early. You know, people don't want to admit things. They don't want to admit, oh well, I, I had them overrated. I mean, everybody had them in the top ten. They were they were number six in the country when they lost to App. That's why they're ranked. But to, to answer your question, Las Vegas doesn't give a crap about about what you're ranked. They're caring about making money. I don't know if you've seen those casinos out there. They're pretty nice. They're they're opulent would be the word I would use to describe them. That's and they they look at numbers that we're not looking at, and then, so that's how they come up with this stuff. So simple as that. From the six hundred one, I just can't figure out these people out. The things just because Leach calls all those passing plays, they'll be completed. It's Will's accuracy. You're exactly correct. Will Rogers is an accurate thrower of the football. He does not have a cannon arm. He's not pushing the ball 50, 60 yards down the field. But the intermediate routes and the short stuff, that guy will complete those passes all day, and he will win football games doing it. So it's good stuff. Zach in Oxford, good show, brother. You know I'm, I'm not saying what you are. You're, we'll just say that you're an Ole Miss fan. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like to curse on the air. Uh, but still really enjoy the content. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate it, man. Uh, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, why are the Bulldogs going to win? I have a formula that I like to use. For, for, for football games. It's a three-pronged system of prediction. And as you can see through the years, due to the fact that I don't live on my own private island, uh, it has not really worked all that well, but I still believe in it. So I hope that you will too. I look at three things when I talk, talk about winning a football game. I want to know who has the better coach. I want to know who has the better quarterback. And I want to know who's at home. And if I can get all three on one side, I'm going to take that team every time. And then when I have discussions, is when I got to you know I got to use my brain for other things. So in this case, we know that the game is in Starkville, so advantage Mississippi State. I, I think it's going to be a good crowd. I don't think it's going to be a sellout, but I would put this between 55 and 60. If you told me we were at 57.5, something like that, sure, I'll believe it. Good crowd. I think it'll be an excited crowd. I think the cowbells will be loud. I think they're doing a top top deck white and bottom deck maroon thing, which is great because the A and M fans will be in maroon on the bottom. And there you go. You never know. You're going to blend right in, except for the ones in the milkman outfits. They'll stand out. Get them. Uh, so you're at home. Vantage one to Mississippi State. Who has the better quarterback? Guys, it's really not a, much of a competition here. Will Rogers is better than Max, Max Johnson. He's just better. More accurate, more trustworthy. If he said one quarterback won the game for his team, 10 times out of 10, I would tell you that Will Rogers did that. 
We talked earlier today on Sports Talk Mississippi to Cole Kublik of the SEC Network, who, in my for my money, is the best analyst of college football out there. If you if you if I could only get one guy's opinion on a game, I would want Cole Kublik's. And I asked him that question: Do you trust Max Johnson? If if if, if Mississippi State can slow down Texas A&M's running game, which I think they can, they're a good run defense. Plenty of depth in that front set, front uh, front six. If they slow down that running game and they say, Max Johnson, go win the game for your team, can they do it? Cole Kublik's answer was was very to the point. No. Doesn't believe you can do it. I don't either. So the better quarterback is Mississippi State. Better coach. Now we have a coin toss, right? That's fair. Jimbo Fisher has a national championship. He's won a lot of games in his coaching career. Mike Leach, no national championship, but won a lot of games in his coaching career at far more difficult locations to win games. A lot easier to win games at Texas A&M and Florida State than it is at Washington State and Texas Tech and Mississippi State. So, you you tell me which way you want to go on best coach. I probably won't argue too hard against you either way. But if that's the coin toss, if that's where I'm, you know, I'm not sure about, but I've got the better quarterback and the home field advantage on one side, I think Mississippi State's going to win. I think what A&M wants to do offensively plays into what Mississippi State wants to do defensively. They want to stop the run. A&M's going to be limited in the passing game, especially with Anaya Smith out. On the other side of the ball, I am concerned about State's offensive line against the A&M defensive line. That's a good group. They're young. We know they're all five-star kids that chose Texas A&M for one reason and one reason only, academic integrity. And if you believe that, i got some other things to sell you as well. They're a good group, though. They've got a lot of talent there. Got a kid from Mississippi, McKinley Jackson. He's been in and out of the lineup with some injuries, but when he plays, he's a good player. And so State's offensive line, which may or may not have its starting left tackle, Dollar Bill Johnson, don't know if he's available just yet and not getting any help from the MSU coaching staff on that injury news. But if he, if he can't go, you know, probably Nick Jones out there at that left tackle spot. I thought he played really well Saturday, but that's against Bowling Green. This is a different animal. This is Texas A&M. So State, offensively, I think they need to run the football. A&M has not been great against the run. So what State was doing the first two games, running the ball 20-plus times, might need to get back to that. Jaquavius Marks expected to play this weekend. He was out last weekend. Totally precautionary. Just They knew they didn't need him to beat Bowling Green, so they let him have the weekend off. Dylan Johnson's been good this year, too. And I think I'm, I'm really impressed with the young freshman, Simeon Price. I think he's a, a future uh, game-changing kind of player. Good for this air raid system. You know, guy's a converted receiver. I think the idea of a, a bigger kid who, who can play, who was a receiver in high school, now you move him to running back, that feels like a, like a hand-in-glove kind of thing for the air raid, doesn't it? But State needs to be able to run the football because A&M has not been good against the run. But A&M can rush the passer. So can Arkansas next week. So State's offensive line has got a big challenge. It's going to be on Leach to work the running game and to work the quick passing game. Snap, look, throw. This is where guys like Rufus Harvey, Tulu Griffin, Jameer Calvin are so important. Those guys who can catch a quick pass and turn it into something with their, their speed and their elusiveness. Especially Tulu. We are, you may have seen last week uh, that Robbie Falk and I, we have started the official hashtag, the Feed Tulu campaign. 
That guy needs the football in his hands. If you listen to the uh, Mississippi Peanut Supply tailgate show that I do every week for WKBB up here in Starkville, and that's available online if you're not in Starkville, I had talked with uh, Coach Steve Spurrier, who, of course, is the outside receivers coach. He's Tulu's coach, and he said, yeah, that's a guy we'd like to see touch the ball 10 to 15 times a game. Personally, I wouldn't mind seeing that myself. I think all Mississippi State fans would agree. That's your most explosive player. That's your most uh, game-breaking player. So you need him to, 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 to get his touches this weekend. And if you, if you do that, if you work the short passing game and you sort of eliminate that A&M pass rush as much as you can, got a great chance to win. And then the other good thing for Mississippi State, and it's been a while since I've been able to say this, State's pretty good on special teams. Kickoff and punt coverage have been fantastic this year. Their punting has been outstanding between Archer Trafford and George Georgopoulos. It's a law firm, by the way, the firm of Trafford and Georgopoulos. Ben Raybon has come in. We talked all offseason about Massimo Viscardi. Never mind. Ben Raybon, he's, congratulations. Come on down. You're the new the field goal kicker. 53-yarder last week, second longest in school history. And then Griffin and Xavion Thomas in the return game, outstanding. Maybe the two best in the country. Two fantastic, elusive guys. They're going to break one soon. Both of them. You're going to get a kickoff and a punt very soon from those guys. It's going to go back the other way for six. I feel pretty good about that. So we shall see. Can't have the drops from the 6-6-2. You're right. Can't drop passes. That goes for everybody. Same thing from the 601. Drops, drops, drops. Huge. Huge. I think people are forgetting that A&M is an SEC team. What? How, how is that? How? What? What does that mean? I don't know the answer. I don't know. Transatillo, glad you got a weekly spot hit at Hale State. Thank you, Dre. I appreciate it. When we come back, playmakers and predictions for Mississippi State, Texas A&M. No Will Rogers. We got a no Will Rogers rule. We can't. It's just too easy. So who else will we pick? We'll talk about that when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning live. Here from the Country Club of Jackson, Sanderson Farms Championship. It's getting dark out here. We've got one more time, one more uh, go around with you though. We'll be right back. Thunder and lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. I am absolutely and completely thunderstruck. <laughs> Let's wrap up another edition of Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Don't forget, if you missed the show tonight, or if you you just love me, you can always just go to the Thunder and Lightning podcast feed and find this show there every week, along with five episodes every week of the Thunder and Lightning podcast, plus a lot of extra content I've been putting out lately. Just getting some extra interviews. Why not? Let's talk some, some good stuff. Great interview this week with Nick Fitzgerald, uh, talking about Texas A&M. And in the way he was able to dominate them during his time uh, at Mississippi State. So check that out at the Thunder and, Pod- Thunder and Lightning podcast feed at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. We got a text here. It's making me think, making me, made me think about my playmaker a little bit. From the 601, Ducking is going to have a career game Saturday. 
I got to give Caleb Ducking a lot of credit. Did not, did not buy into the preseason hype on him. Did not. Just thought this is a guy that been at Mississippi State for three years has never really done anything. I don't know. I, I don't see it. He's been really good. Five touchdowns in four games. Started a, a massive uh, Twitter controversy with his celebration. It happens. Don't worry about that. If he has a career game, I mean, we're talking, I mean, what, he had six catches, 97 yards, and two touchdowns. So if you put him at seven, eight catches for over 100 yards and a couple scores, that'll go a long, long way into Mississippi State uh, winning that football game uh, on Saturday. But he is not going to be my uh, my playmaker uh, for this one. I've already told you who it's going to be. Hashtag feed Tulu. Basically, he is averaging close to 20 yards a touch when you take his return yardage into account. That's a guy that can make and break games. Got to get him the ball. I thought Mississippi State last weekend did a pretty good job of early in the game getting him involved and and finding the way to get the ball into his hands early just to get him going. So I'm going to I'm going to go with Tulu Griffin. I think he's he's a key player for Mississippi State week in and week out. I think that's their top guy. That that's the guy you need to see have the football in his hands. On the other side of the ball, defensively, you got to slow down this Texas A&M run game. You got to slow down A Shane. Guy's a game breaker. He he he's probably I'm probably willing to concede he'll have at least one 40-yard plus run in this game. Can't have more than one though. Can't make it too easy for him. So it starts up front. Let's go with a let's let's go with a linebacker. I think Bookie Watson is the one to watch in this one. I feel like athletically, he's a guy who can work against A. Shane. He's also going to be useful in the pass rush. He's good in coverage, and he's that jack of all trades linebacker that you need to have. So I think he he has a big part to play. I think State's linebackers are really the key in this game. Johnson, Wheat, and Watson. They're going to be missing Deshaun Page. It looks like he tweeted out earlier today that he had uh, some sort of uh, procedure done on his leg, so he's going to be out for for a little while. Uh, but other than that, you know, State's going to have to find a, some guys to step up. They haven't been playing a ton of linebackers. They need guys like John Lewis, maybe J.P. Purvis, or do they go look at one of the true freshmen? I got like Avery Sledge. Somebody's got to step up here for Mississippi State. My X factor. Ooh, goodness. I feel like you know. I feel like I'm I'm cheating if I go to another receiver. I feel like I I, I don't I don't want to do that. But maybe it's, let's go back to what something I just talked about. You know, we 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 said that A and M not good in the run game. So maybe Woody Marks in this game. Marks has not been fantastic this year. He's been he's been good, but he hasn't you know he hasn't he hasn't especially in the passing game hasn't done as much maybe as I thought he would. So Woody Marks having a big game this weekend would go a long way for Mississippi State. So. You know, he had the touchdown against LSU. They got things going. Maybe he can do that again, get State going early in the run game. Because that A&M defense, they've been they haven't been good against the run. I can't say susceptible for some reason. So that would be a good way to start. Prediction time. State's a four-point favorite as we're sitting here. I think right now you can take that and give the points if you want to head over to the Pearl River Resort, to the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge and make a bet. I think you'll be okay. I'm going to say 28-20 Mississippi State. Not the not the highest scoring game in the world. And last year was 26-22. So around around that, I just feel like State. They're just I feel like they're just a better football team than Texas A&M at the end of the day. 
I think that A&M is just not as good as Mississippi State. And and as simple as that. Home field, better quarterback. You, you, you can make the other team one-dimensional. They don't have the quarterback to pull it off. I, I just, I, I really do think Mississippi State is going to get this win, and I think that moving forward, Mississippi State's about to start get some momentum rolling and, and start doing some things that uh, get them into the polls and get people talking about it. Maybe a, some sort of special season here in Starville. We shall see. All right, I'll be back with you tomorrow on Sports Talk Mississippi, three to six, right here. I'll be over to the right just a little bit. Uh, here at the Country Club of Jackson for the Sanderson Farms Championship. Me and Richard Cross. I think Michael Borky will be with us here uh, tomorrow as well. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning Live. As always, I appreciate that. And uh, don't forget the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Be on tomorrow morning as well. See you guys later. Thanks for listening. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.